You're listening to the In Black and White Show. So my name is Lenny Escobar. Uh, I'm the black guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who are you? I'm I'm Cody Moulton. So the other guy doing the show. I'm the white guy. Uh, and it's beautiful. It's it's incredible, incredible musicianship, and he teaches people. But it's a it's a dying art. Huh. I don't know. I have to I have to find that. I'll, I'll send it to you. It's it's very cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Good time. You're obligated to share that. So I did. I mean, I, I, I am. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's quick. Welcome to the In Black and White Show, where we just try to have natural conversations about life and the gospel of Jesus Christ. My name is Lenny, and I'm joined here by my co-host, Cody. How you doing, Cody? Jeremy Leon. Cody's doing fine, I think. Jeremy <laughs> Leon. So this whole time... Oh, no, right... I'm evolving. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so just a quick update. You probably don't care about this, but we're telling you anyways. Right before we started recording, we went through all the Pokemon that we knew of and their their voiced sounds, you know, because all Pokemon repeat their name to talk, which is kind of an interesting mechanic. Like, if I was just like, Lenny, 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 right. Lenny, well, you know. And then, and then, you know, you graduate college one day and you forget to say your name. Instead, you just yell at people. That's, that's Charizard, everyone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so it's Trimelion to Charizard is, you know, trim, Charmeleon. Sounds like a very, you know, uh, what is it called? He, he sounds like a very exotic, you know, somebody yeah. like a Spanish yeah. guy. Yeah. And then he evolves into Charizard. Just like, <laughs> you know, just yelling at people. Yeah. I'm good, thanks. How you doing? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. Um uh, Cody, are you tired? Me? Nah, dude. Good. Well, then, riddle me this. Uh, saw-saw. All right, let's hear it. What can go up a chimney? Oops, sorry. Right. Try again, try again. What can oh. go up a chimney down, but not down a chimney up? <laughs> what can go up a chimney down, but not down a chimney up? Oh man, what can go up a chimney down? So it's got to be facing down, whatever it is. But it's going up a chimney. Hmm. Um. A little background on this riddle. I heard it last night because I actually had members of a group that I play with over for just a little barbecue. And we were telling riddles. And this is one of them that I found. We actually were stuck on this one the longest. So huh. that's that's why I decided to share it with all of you. Because it, I feel like it's a very... Well, I'm not going to say anymore. Never mind. Is it an umbrella? Well, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if that's what it is. <laughs> We don't know yet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's it. All right. Well, well, we'll find out. We'll find out in Twitter in a couple of days. Um, and or we'll find out next week. By the way, what was the answer to last week's riddle? Oh, it was birthday. Yes, which I everybody know. everybody knew that. Yeah, because you gave it away on the on the air. <sighs> it was an easy riddle. Yeah. 
anyway, <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, so let us know what you... Why did I pick birthday? Because it was... Uh, who's... I don't know. You just kind of came up with it? Yeah. Oh, no, it's your wife's birthday. Oh, yeah, it's my wife's birthday. Oh, and? Happy birthday, Lydia. And? What? What's that? Uh, oh, huh? happy birthday, Lydia. I'm so grateful that huh? I get to be married to you. Uh, what? What's that? Huh? Oh, happy birthday, Lydia. Cody, hey. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was also Cody the Molten's birthday last week as well. Yeah. Tell him so what everybody. You, tell him what you texted me on my birthday. I told. I said, "Hey." No, you didn't. He forgot. Oh. All right, let's keep. Going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't forget actually, but I did tell you too late. Like it was a it was a day or too late. Yeah. And you did bring it up. It's like which... I, I didn't forget to pay my rent on time. It just came a little late. Are you are you uh, comparing your birthday to my rent? Yes. Can I have a check that's equal in value to my rent? <laughs> that'd be great. No. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just kidding. Yeah, you yeah, bought yeah, my yeah, plane yeah, tickets yeah, yeah. that one time, so that's all good. Oh yeah, I did, didn't I? Yeah. What a guy. Well, <laughs> well, we're just gonna jump right into um, what we have to talk about today, which is random word generator, which will be super cool. Plus, we're just going to touch a little bit on the Come Follow Me, which is Ephesians today. Ephesians 1 through 6, chapters 1 through 6. Um, well, we're going to try to combine them, which means right, we're going right. to try to random generate this theme and, and weave it throughout all these sections. Right, that's oh, that's what I was trying to say, but no, yeah. you said it better. Yeah, no, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 no, yeah, 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 no, yeah. So, so, anyways, Cody, why don't you, uh, why don't you uh, generate, generate word? that word for us? Yeah. All right, here it is. Obligation. <laughs> oh, yeah. all right, obligation. Let's let's think about this oh, word just for obligation. a second. Sounds like a Pokemon. Oh, that's no. a Pokemon. Uh, obli, 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 obligation. Obligation. Actually, that does sound like a Pokemon. It yeah. sounds like a, the evolved form of uh, coughing. Yeah, Weezing, Weezing's evolved form. Or you, you've got Totodile, you've got Croconaw, you've got Feraligator, and then you've got Obligation. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't. Yeah, it does because because no, G A T no. Gator, you know, it's it's, it's it works. And, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. All right, obligation. Well, I think the way that we should do this is let's just keep that word in mind and let's go through each of these things. Let's go through each of these little sections and talk about um, where this fits and other thoughts that we had on it. All right, yeah. So um, so again, I was saying the Come Follow Me was Ephesians 1 through chapters 1 through 6. Um. And we're just going to jump into the heading. So the heading, first heading is, has uh, has God chosen or predestinated some of his children to be saved? So those those scriptures are Ephesians 1, uh, chapter 1, 4 through 11, and 17 through 19. Yeah, yeah. you have any any thoughts on that first? Yeah, this any is, thoughts this on is it? where I struggle a little bit, man. Cause sure. Predestination is is complicated because we don't believe in... in uh, I mean, the church has come out and said we don't believe in, you know, that that God has chosen a, a random amount of people who are going to be saved beforehand, right? Right, mm-hmm. which makes sense. 
Right. Um, why would why would you choose people to be saved ahead of time beforehand and still be able to grant free will and 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 free you know the opportunity to repent and change the path of your eternal reward? You know. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know if this is a translation goof a little bit. The church does a good job here in this section saying, look at this as foreordination, which we do believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my, I guess my question for you would be, what's the difference between predestination and foreordination? Well, I think the, the, the predestination is that there is already something that is set aside for you um, or that the that heaven is already set aside for you, right? So there's no choice in the matter. It is already set aside, and you're going there, regardless of what you do. As like, opposed to like foreordination, fate. yes, exactly. As opposed to foreordination, which says that you are given, and, and I actually think that it has to do, um, yeah. So I'll I'll just continue with what I was saying before I change my thought. Foreordination goes says you are set aside to do this work on the earth. Uh, you were set aside to do this. You are, you've actually been chosen to do this work um, while when you've come to the earth. And it's up to you to choose whether to do it or not. And I feel like that is, actually, I feel like that is actually the difference is foreordination is from the spirit world on, so the spirit world into the into our life here on earth and predestinated is an assumption that from the earth you will go straight to a celestial kingdom to the celestial kingdom to heaven quote unquote to heaven yeah i like kind of how you're looking at there uh as far as foreordination feels like it's more concerning principle right and uh and a work being done and predestination sounds more, I mean, it's focused on your destination. Mm-hmm. It's focused on an end result. It's not count, taking into consideration the obligations <laughs> and requirements that we need to meet. I mean, we do have an obligation. We, we, we have, uh, you know, we, we don't just get eternal life handed to us. We have an obligation yeah. to keep the commandments to, to try to do good in the world, to to try to improve ourselves and repent regularly, to yeah, rely absolutely. on Christ as atonement. And, and well, I wanted to say something. I I don't know if it has anything to really do with what we're talking about, but I just this is always something that has always been confusing to me and to I think a lot of other people. The difference between you know receiving eternal life and uh, the difference between eternal life and salvation. Yeah. So salvation is already being is already being um, given to us through the atonement of Christ. Um, we will all be resurrected, regardless of what we choose to do on the earth. We will all be resurrected. Everyone will be resurrected, and will be given our body, our spirit, and our bodies will join and never to be um, separated again. And we will have what do you call e what is it uh, we will be granted immortality right that is that is part of our reward for choosing this first estate is being saved uh, right. being given this this uh, awesome blessing uh, 
Well, and, but it, then, and it depends with salvation, too. I feel like that can right. be an umbrella. Right. See, I just brought this back to umbrella, even. That's pretty cool. Oh, uh, yeah. I wonder why you said umbrella. <clears throat> yeah, chimneys and stuff. Yeah, but uh, salvation literally means uh, to be saved from harm or ruin or loss. Okay? Right. Mm-hmm. Or deliverance from sin and its consequences. So um, salvation is... Uh, deliverance from hell, essentially, right? And as we believe, hell in the church is more of a separation of God and having to pay for our sins. Typically, when it's talked about in the scriptures uh, within the church, we're thinking we're referring to the celestial kingdom. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, salvation can include the terrestrial, terrestrial, and the celestial, because mm-hmm. you're saved from sin in both cases. Mm-hmm. Um, in the telestial, you are still eventually saved from sin, but you still you have to pay for those sins um, for a thousand years or whatever during the millennium, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's that's the thing with salvation. I think the word used immortality is a good way to to say that what Christ has done for us is granted us immortality. Everyone's going to get that. Period. Right. Mm-hmm. And now, that's right. I didn't mean to interrupt, but you can go no, on. No, 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 absolutely. I think that that was a great clarifying point. Uh, and now we've talked about salvation, and then you said eternal life, which is the same as exaltation, which in essence means living within the presence of Heavenly Father with our families, which yeah. is, that's exaltation. Right. That is what we're, that's what we're talking about. Um, and I think the reason I brought it up is because you you were saying something to the effect that we all have to, while we are predestined or, or sorry, foreordained to do this work, it's not the work that's going to save us. That's not that's the point is is that we're not working to save ourselves from sin because basically that's what Christ did. He's already saved us from sin, um, so we're not working to do that. What we're doing is we're working to live according to the laws that Heavenly Father has given us. That is the work we're doing, is we're striving to live as He lives. That's the work. Yeah. And that work is what's going to help us gain exaltation or the or eternal life or the greatest gift that God has given us, yeah. is the work that we put in to live like Him. It's not to save ourselves from sin, because we're not working to save ourselves from sin. We're working to be like God, to live like He does. Right. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. It's a good distinction. And I think the the way I think of foreordination is uh just like a, a priesthood blessing, okay? Mm-hmm. It's like it's almost like Heavenly Father gave all of his children a priesthood blessing in the life Ooh. before this said, Hey Yeah, absolutely. I mean this 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 section here specifically says that um in the Come Follow Me manual says for example, everyone is foreordained to be to, to carry out missionary work. Mm-hmm. Right, everyone is part of the church. They're foreordained to, to do that, meaning God intends for us to do that with the knowledge we have given to us. Um, so He's going to bless us to fulfill that. He's going to give us a blessing of power and strength and added understanding. Uh, I'll read this scripture here. Yeah. Um, uh oh. Yeah, that's a great scripture. Uh, I like, I like okay, that. here it is. All right. All right. <laughs> Ephesians 1, Ephesians 1, Ephesians 1, uh, cha- 
ch- chapter, not that one, it's chapter 1, verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Here's what I'm thinking. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, okay, we're foreordained, meaning we get this blessing before we come to the earth. Mm-hmm. God intends us to carry out this work, so he's going to bless us with an understanding of the importance of missionary work. That you may know what is the hope of his calling, okay? He's calling us to do this work, and we should have hope that it is worth doing, that it is, uh, it, it can really help people um, in this life and in the next life to get eternal life. And then what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. The outcome is to help other of God's children get the riches of inheritance. Mm-hmm. Because we have that obligation. Yeah, we have it. Yeah. I mean that that's that's kind of the condition of the the blessing the foreordination is we're obligated yep. to carry out this work so yeah absolutely no I, I love that I love that that seems like a little nice little bow on that yeah let's move on to uh, the next one which is God will gather together in one all things in Christ oh yeah I, I love this one because this is uh, one of the scriptures that talks about the gathering of Israel uh, and if you're confused about that in essence when oh go ahead <laughs> i barely made a sound at all i was I gonna say i don't know why you would be confused about it but because i'm being sassy and i get confused with gathering of israel sometimes all right <laughs> so uh, basically aren't you glad you let me get that in yeah i'm glad it was it was it actually helped a lot to my helped a lot to my yeah yeah that sounds exactly, like tilapia yeah tuna yeah, I love tuna. Gesundheit. <laughs> uh, anyways, gathering of Israel. It's basically uh, the 12 tribes of Israel are were scattered across the earth. So there's two tribes. Uh, the, the 12 tribes. Well, hold on. Are... It's not necessarily the gathering of Israel they're talking about here, though. Well, right, right. But, I, but I'm talking, well, what I was saying was is that they're, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a dog who just like ate someone other dog's food. And then you, hey, quit, quit eating that food over there. And he looked at you like, hey, I was, this is a weird analogy. I'm going to stop. Okay, here we go. <laughs> well, I guess what I was talking about the 12 tribes of Israel is that uh, the, the 12 tribes, so the sons of Jacob, they all were leading a tribe. And uh, they all had a specific responsibility in, in I guess, in in for the Lord or just like his people and they all this okay. the tribes got yeah you know what I'm saying this tribes all got scattered across the earth yeah and one of the they all the, had different of, obligations you right know? yeah different obligations <laughs> and one of the things that we have been given with the restoration of the of the gospel in this dispensation of the fullness of times ooh is that we're going to gather all twelve tribes of Israel, which means that we're all going to we're going to share the gospel and gather all those tribes, all of Christ, Christ or uh, Heavenly Father's children, into into His gospel, and that's that's why I, I I likened it to the twelve tribes of Israel because that's part of it. The gathering of Israel is that we're all that we're trying to find those lost members and bring them back into the fold, and. And I think that, that that's just one part or just like the, it's one part, maybe the main part of gathering all of these things 
all right. together in Christ, which is to gather all of his people, gather all of these people who are searching for the gospel, who are, are looking for it, tell them well, and bring them into the fold. Well, and this is what I'm thinking too, is is less on the, the physical gathering of people, yes, but yeah. rather the gathering here. It's Ephesians 1 verse 10 says that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which mm-hmm. are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. So if you think of all these, these tribes, they all have different obligations. We knew that yeah. uh, the Levites, I think, were to serve in the temple. Yeah. Um, there's 11 others with other obligations. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of it off the top of my head. But uh, there's lots of pieces of the gospel that were spread throughout the earth and that were mm-hmm. lost for a time. So this gathering... This, this fullness of the dispensation of times is bringing all these pieces back together, right? It's not to say that prophets or, or members of the church in days of past didn't have enough doctrine to understand what to do to return and be exalted one day. Mm-hmm. But it is to say that we have more truths of the gospel now. It's, I mean, obviously we have the ones necessary for exaltation. We also have the ordinances. Mm-hmm. We also have additional knowledge about the gospel in general. We have, I mean, just look at the internet. Just look at the the, the way that technology opens the the door for us to the fullness of the gospel, the fullness yeah. of the of the. So anyway, I think that uh, yeah, that that that's yeah, the, the, the gathering of of pieces of the gospel. They're all going to be they're all going to be put together and f- be in their fullness here. I think that the scripture in uh, Ephesians four thirteen kind of describes it very well. It says, Till we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Uh, we're all pulling all together. Like So it says that uh, the dispensation of the fullness of times, which is the dispensation we live in right now, is so that we all, we're gathering all these bits and pieces that you're talking about, and we're all forming this into the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. So in, in essence, in the way that I think about it, is a, is a perfect understanding or a, a, an understanding that is enough to understand who, this, who Christ is and what he is and who he is to us, his relationship to us, and in turn, our relationship to Heavenly Father. And with that knowledge, we will be able to, we'll be able to learn enough to live with him again. Yeah, yeah. That's a bow on that one. It's Done. uh, it's some tissue paper and a bag on that one. I love it. I love tissue paper. Yeah, me too. Especially when I'm blowing it. It's the best <laughs> one. Oh, that's pretty good. That sounded like uh, uh, the obligation of grass, whatever that means. <laughs> like a leaf blade. <laughs> yeah, leaf, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. You can get those things cooking sometimes. I know, man. There's there's actually a a man in China, or I don't actually remember if he's in China or not. But he his whole instrument, like he just plays the leaf. Yeah, and it's beautiful. It's it's incredible, incredible musicianship, and he teaches people. But it's a it's a dying art. Huh. I don't know. I have to I have to find that. I'll, I'll send it to you. It's it's very cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Good tie-in. You're Thanks. obligated to share that with me. So. I did. The, you did. I mean, I I, I am. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, that's quick. Okay, we have uh we have about four minutes. 
And we All right, have let's... three sections left here. Okay. I will say this last section we can disregard. Uh, talking yes. about the armor of God. We did an episode on We did two episodes on that. Yes, we did. Well, it's, cause such a, it's so important. And it's a really cool um, a cool visual representation of, of what the gospel can actually do for us. Yeah. Absolutely. But, yes, you should check out. Uh, do you have an episode number? On those, so we can yeah, just look. It's called Armor Up Parts One and Two, Season Yeah, two. there you go. Season Two, Armor uh, Up One and Two. Actually, I don't don't quote me on Season Two, but I think so. Okay, I'll link it in the description. Yeah, go check that out. So, let's finish it up with these two. the uh, The next one is the Church is founded on apostles and prophets, and Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. Uh, I think. Well, this is a nice little plug-in for General Conference next week. By the way. Oh, let's end with you that. Can... Let's end with that? Okay. Yeah. Well, then let's go. I can strengthen. Oh, yes. I actually did want to talk about this one because there were some really – I had some really potent thoughts about this. I can strengthen my family relationships. Um, and this is Ephesians chapter 5, 21 through verse 4 in chapter 6. So it's that whole, it's <laughs> wait, that whole thing. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Okay. The first one is uh, it, it, this is this is Paul talking to the Ephesians about their relationships with their families, right. and I thought it was really important that we all that the, I mean the manual that the church put that they said um, is really important. He says it, it's important to note that Paul's words in Ephesians five twenty two, which were, "Wives submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord." were written in the context of the social customs of his era. I feel like that is really important for us to know and to understand that those words were written in the social customs. So yeah. it was it was customary for in that time, in that period of time, in in that part of the world, in this time, that wives were submissive to the husband. Right. Or I don't know another word for that. Yeah. But then they're clear then, here and it says prophets yeah. and apostles today teach that there's there's not this kind of relationship between uh, men and women. And there shouldn't be between husbands and wives so much of a, of one submitting to the other, but rather being equal partners, right? And yeah. I think if you, if you read this section too, um, it does say women submit to husbands. Yeah, husbands are the head of the wife, which it, you know. And you read that with with our eyes on our current, our modern eyes. Uh, it's easy to project our culture on them and 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 to kind of yeah. kind of assume the worst of them, which I don't think is fair to do. But uh, like I said, social customs—that's how, how it was back then. However, Paul goes on to set to discuss you know husbands love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave mm-hmm. himself for it. Yeah. So Paul's saying, hey, even even in their social customs then, he's saying you should be willing to sacrifice yourself for your wife should the, should the need come. And he talks about sanctifying, cleansing. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks Absolutely. about, uh, you know, anyway, basically love your wives. So he says here, love your wives in verse 28 as your own bodies. Um, so anyway, he... It's not a one-way street even in this social custom, which is a lot different than what we have today. Yeah. But I think what we can really take away from this is is that uh, we shouldn't be selfish in our relationships. 
Mm, I like that. I like the way that you said that. Yeah, we 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 should be willing to submit to our our spouse or our significant other um, when when times call for it. Both sides. Yeah. And both sides should be willing to sacrifice and lay themselves, uh, you know, lay their life down for the other one, whatever that means. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the the spirit doesn't talk through just one person. You know, I feel like that's a really important feeling, like especially as you are married, equally yoked, husband and wife, you're equally yoked to you're equally yoked to each other. And Heavenly Father is going to use both of you to communicate to the other um, and communicate in your family, uh, depending on 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 the on the the situation at the time. Yeah, I mean, I can I can say I can feel many a times or tell of many a times when when Lydia was a lot had a clearer dose of the spirit, I'm going to say, in making a decision for our family than I did, for sure. And I think that that was important, an important lesson to know that Heavenly Father is not just talking to me about the welfare of, of my right. family, but probably, also talking to my wife. Probably, probably a even recurring t- lesson, right? Yes, yes, recurring, absolutely. I was going to say that... The, this is a good tie-in with that last section. That uh, it's it's important we have prophets. You know, it, it can be. Mm. Um, I think it's easy for lots of Christianity to denounce that there is a need, or that there are prophets today. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is a good example of Paul's teaching about selflessness in these verses. Okay, that's like the principle, uh, the doctrine, you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, the social customs come out and say this is this is what he's encouraging women and men to act like in their relationships. Well, our social customs today are completely different. So we have prophets, we have modern prophets to come take this verse and say, well, hold on, okay, we have different social customs now. The doctrine of selflessness um, and love is still there, and that is not changing. However, the social customs have. So this isn't saying today wives need to submit themselves, you know, to their husbands. It's important that, uh, I think it's important we have prophets to clear that up for us so that people don't run too far with some scriptures like this and uh, it becomes something of a a bludgeoning tool in their relationships and it uh, demeans women, you know. Absolutely. And I think you can see that in some. Sometimes you can see that as a as a as that bludgeoning tool in, you know, whoever. I mean, there's a lot of people that can use that. I mean, even against the, even against the church itself. Yeah. You know, like these these attitudes, but I mean, the prophet is there saying, "This is actually how it is," and I feel like yeah. that's important. An important it, it, today, and, and today, that's what's exactly most important, right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it was used as a bludgeon. It probably was used as a bludgeoning tool back then, yeah. to some extent. But I don't think that was uh, that was the, the the rule all the time. You know, mm-hmm. that's like yeah. I said. We can't assume that. If we can't assume the intent of people back then as being right. ill, we Ooh, weren't there. We don't. That's good. Anyway, assume the intent. Well, let's let's end on this last one. The church is founded on apostles and prophets, and Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. This there is it. basically what you were just saying. That yeah. That there's a need for prophets for this reason to help us understand how scripture fits in our life, or actually, I'm going to say just maybe a little bit is a way for uh, one of the roles that a prophet and apostles are to help us fit scripture into our life in modern times. I feel like that's a um, something that is something that has come up 
over and over for me is the the prophets um, expounding on scripture in general conference, which is happening next week, by the way. Hey, hey, hey. Helps helps you to understand how to fit the words of these ancient prophets into your life today. Yeah, and I think uh, maybe this is a good send off point, but yeah. to bring it back to obligation. Ooh. We all have an obligation when it comes to apostles and prophets mm. and Jesus Christ. Yes. Our obligation is to see if they are, um, you know, messengers of God, right? If they're chosen, yeah. if they're called of God. That is our obligation where we are expected to do that, to find truth. We need to pray about them and the words that they share, especially this weekend with General Conference. Yeah. And, uh, most importantly, the leader of the church, who is Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. we need to pray about him and 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 his will for us, and, and and try to seek that confirmation from the Spirit, not from not from man, not from from literature, not from anywhere except for uh, God. Sure, uh, these other things can supplement that and maybe be a catalyst for revelation, but ultimately, it's got to come from God. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like that was a, that's a great place to end right there. All right. So, everyone, this is another plug. General Conference is happening uh, October 5th and 6th. The uh, first session starts at 10 and uh, goes from 10 to noon. I almost forgot. 10 to noon. Second session from 2 to 4. And then the – I don't – I can't remember which one is it is this – uh, it's Saturday women's night. session, isn't it? Women's session. So women's session from 6 to 8. It's going to be awesome. And then on Sunday, the same schedule uh, as 10 to 12 for the first session and then 2 to 4 the second session. It should, be, it should be awesome. It's a chance for us to hear what the word, what the prophets have to say uh, about our time and how scriptures and how, and how other doctrines can, can apply to our life right now. Uh, in in today's today's day, and it's a chance for us to always to know if the prophet is really the prophet. Here, so I think that my invitation to everyone who's listening is after conference is done, or sometime during the conference, is to pray about something that you have learned and ask if it really came from President, if it came from Christ through the prophet, uh, President Elder. Oops, <laughs> President <laughs> Russell M. Nelson. Anyways, that's my invitation to all of you who are listening um, right before before a conference to make that a priority to see if he really is the prophet. And if you already know he is, it's, it doesn't help to – I mean it never hurts to get another another witness. And if somebody is out there maybe doubting just a little bit, this is a chance for you to test God and see if he really did call a prophet. So that was a really long-winded thing just for that plug for general conference, but – Yay, Tune in. It will be awesome. All right. Well, thanks for joining with us, everyone. We're so grateful that you are listening to us. Please, always, you can always contact us uh, at our, in our social media at the handle at IBW Podcast. And that's Twitter and Facebook. You can see the answers to the riddles. We'll send us little things you want us to check out. Uh, even respond to things that you heard on the show. Answer, ask questions, whatever. And you can also send us an email at inblackandwhitepodcast at gmail.com uh, you can, we will respond very quickly we always do and just check out our website as well ibwpodcast 
www.thepodcastnetwork.com. You can check us out there, uh, see our bios, everything else, and share it with your friends. Mm -hmm. So, everyone, we're really grateful again. We love you. God is good. Godspeed, home dogs. Should be a Pokemon. Zaw. Zaw, Zaw, Zaw. Zaw. And his evolved form. Zaw, Zaw. Zaw, 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 Zaw. No, no, his normal form is Zaw. His evolved form is, eh, Zaw, Zaw. Hey, it's also and then yeah. then it's like uh, his evolved form is saw <laughs> saw dude saw <laughs> saw.